Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Ladies, I have two things to say, okay? It sounds better, it smells better, and it's because there's no boys in the room. You know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds way better, and it definitely smells way better. Tonight, I, am, I really am excited to, to speak to all of you ladies, because we're speaking about one of my favorite people in all of Scripture, and it's a girl. Her name is Abigail, and just like... Uh, we learned from Lion King to remember who we are. Abigail reminded our person of interest for this semester, King David, of who he was. And I am excited to talk to you ladies tonight about one of the most beautiful women in history. Her name, <laughs> you're so confident, <laughs> me. Her name is Abigail. And now I need some people to help me. Uh, I need somebody to play Abigail, somebody to play David, okay? I need, I need uh, uh, Aubrey, come play David. Um, let's have, let's have, red, yeah, you, red shirt, come here. I can't, I can't see who you are. Oh, Alex, how are you, Alex? You're going to be Abigail, okay? So you're David, you're going to put on this beard and wield this sword. You're Abigail, put this on. We have another character, his name is Nabal. He's a guy, he's a guy, okay? Destiny, you can come on up here and play Nabal. So, Destiny, don this wig and carry this staff. No, put it on right. Now, this is a story. If you have your Bible, you can turn it to 1 Samuel chapter 25. Are our people ready yet? You look great, David. You look great. Now, I'm going to introduce you to our our characters, our people in the story this evening from 1 Samuel chapter 25. In order of who I like most in the story to who, I'm sorry, in order from who I like least in the story to who I like most. So, Nabal, Step on up. This is Nate. Have a seat, Nabel. Wait, did you say it was your least favorite? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Nabel, this is Nabel. You got your hair on the I wrong way. You look like a skunk. Um, this is Nabel. Nabel, it's actually a nickname. We don't even know if Nabel is this man's real name. Anybody know what the nickname Nabel means? Probably not because it means fool. Or foolish man. So I'm going to introduce you to him. But before I introduce you to him, I need you to say in like, like, a, like a pretty sassy way, like such a fool out there on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. They're talking about you. I know. Um, this is Nabal. Nabal was a fool, but he was a really wealthy fool. He had a lot of property. He had a lot of structures. He had a lot of livestock. Nabal, this Nabal owned over 1,000 sheep and 3,000 goats. I don't know the difference between those two animals, but you had at least 4,000 animals that you owned. However, he was a fool. Nabal means foolish man. Nabal was somebody who you didn't get along with. He was a flat out jerk. And he, (laughs) you're so kind. He was just not a good dude. The only redeeming quality about this man, sorry, talking about Nabal, not destiny, about this man was his wife. And I'm going to introduce you to her in just a moment. But for right now, I need you guys to say on the count of three, such a fool out there. One, two, three. Nabal, you can put your stuff back on the ground over there and have a seat in your normal chair as destiny. The second person I want to introduce you to is the one, the only David. David, grab your sword. 
you forgot your sword, David. You almost forgot your sword again, David. Bring it out here. Hey, that's a real sword. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have a seat, David. So you guys know David, and uh, David, <laughs> David's losing his facial hair at the moment. David is, <laughs> you're going to fall. Are you okay, David? Okay. Um, David is our person of interest for this sermon series. You know him as the one who killed a giant. <laughs> Hold on. That's a sword. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nope. Give me the Bible. You take the sword. <laughs> David is our person of interest. And so far, you've seen David in all good ways. Every way that you've seen David has been very positive. Are you shooting a gun? Or, oh, you were feeling the tip of the sword. But this story about David is not so good. This story, David gets a little hot-headed. And uh, what we need to tell David real quick is to take a chill pill. So on the count of three, say, yo, take a chill pill. One, two, three. No, like say it in a chill voice. Yo, take a chill pill. One, two, three. Yeah, take a chill pill. This is where David, we see some very unruly characteristics of David's life. So far, we've seen him as our hero, the one who slayed the giant, the one who wrote Psalms, the one who worshiped God, who was anointed king of Israel, of God's people. Yet, David, eh, we're not going to see him in a good light. So as we give David his seat back as Aubrey, I need you to say, yo, take a chill pill. One, two, three. David, put your stuff back over there. (laughs) And now introducing to you the most beautiful woman in all of Scripture. Her name is Abigail. Abigail, come up and have a seat. Abigail, you're much smaller than I anticipated you being. You're very smaller than I thought. This is Abigail. Abigail is one of the most beautiful people in all of Scripture. And to to get to know her tonight, I want you to, to greet her by saying, Wow, you're beautiful. On the count of three. One, two, three. Now say it like you actually mean it, not monotone like, wow, you're beautiful. One, two, three. Man, you guys sound just like the boys trying to compliment a girl. Um, This is Abigail. Abigail was Nabal's wife. Nabal, um, really, Abigail was the only redeeming quality about that terrible, foolish man. And Abigail, the Bible describes Abigail as being both physically beautiful as well as intellectually gifted. She was a beautiful woman, both inside and out. I don't know if she was blonde, redheaded, or brunette, but this is the only wig we had in the back. So now she's blonde for our story tonight. She is the heroine of our story. She is the one who reminds David of who God created him to be. So on the count of three, would you say, whoa, you're beautiful. One, two, three. And you lost your hair. Okay, now I want to tell you the story now that you know the characters. But before I tell you the story, would you bow your head and repeat these words that I say as a prayer back to God? God, thank you for church. Thank you for allowing me to come. Help me to focus on Jesus. Thank you for beautiful women. <laughs> like Abigail. God, thank you for Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Should I have this boy say that same prayer? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should or not. Um, so, Abigail and Nabal were married, and they were married, and they had their home near the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is in present-day Israel. This is a picture of the Dead Sea. They lived near the Dead Sea in the desert. Now, 
they didn't live like, like this is where they lived. They kind of lived up on a ridge and it was really rocky and sandy. And I've been to the Dead Sea myself. It is the lowest point on earth. It is so salty that no animal fish can live in the Dead Sea. It would die instantly. Now, I went to the Dead Sea, and you can float. You cannot drown in the Dead Sea unless somebody, like, tied a cinder block around your foot. I guess you could. But just by yourself, you cannot drown. You float. But it hurts so bad to get the salt water in your eyes. This is where Nabal and Abigail made their home. And the third person in our story is David. David was leading his men. This was in between the time David would be the real king of Israel slash, like, after he was anointed king by Samuel. If you remember that story from the beginning of the semester, he was living in caves in the wilderness with 600 of his men. And they were on the run from King Saul and they lived in caves kind of like this one. This is from En Gedi. So if you can see all these little holes in the rocks, they would climb up there and they would hide in there. They would store their supplies in there. This was near the Dead Sea. Here's the relationship between Nabal and David. Nabal was really rich. He had 1,000 sheep or goats or 3,000 or the other one. And David was the protector of all of his livestock and his shepherds. So when wild animals or enemies would come, David and his men would fight off Nabal's enemies for him. And in compensation for this act, Nabal was supposed to provide food, was supposed to provide wool and supplies for David and his 600 men. This was exactly supposed to. Here's the deal. 1 Samuel 25, verse 4, we see that Nabal does not compensate David and his men for the work that they have done, and David gets a little bit hot-headed. Verse 4, while David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So he sent 10 young men and said to them, Go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say to him, long life to you, good health to you and your household, and good health to all that is yours. Now I hear that it's sheep shearing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. We did a good job. Ask your own servants and they will tell you. Therefore, Nabal, be favorable to my men. Since we have come at a festive time, please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. When David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name. Then they waited. They waited for a response. And Nabal answered, Who is David? Who's the son of Jesse? And many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and my water? Why should I, why should I give the meat that I slaughtered for my shears and give it to men coming from, from who knows where? Caves in the mountains? Ooh. David's men turned around and went back. When they arrived, they reported every word David said to his men. Each of you, strap on your sword. So they did. And David strapped his on as well. About 400 men went with David, while 200 stayed with the supplies. David was supposed to get compensation, favors, goods from Nabal for all the work that David and his men did for Nabal. Nabal, this foolish man. Who's David? What's he done for me? How can I trust you guys? David's hot-headed about this. And this is the first time that we've seen David in this characteristic that does not look like God. Remember, David was a man after God's own heart. But it seems in this story that David forgot to chase God's heart and began to think about his own heart and began to take things in his own hands and do what he wanted to do to get what he wanted to get. Now, luckily... 
there was a beautiful woman in camp, and she was married to this foolish man. And some of the servants heard, and they began to talk to Abigail. And so Abigail decided that she was going to to put an end to this. I want to read you what happens next, uh, because she went to David. She went to David and was planning to stop David from murdering, mass murdering, all the men in the village. As she came riding on her donkey, this is Abigail, into a mountain ravine, there was David and his men descending toward her, and she met them. David had just said, It's been useless, all my watching over this fellow's property in the wilderness so that nothing of his was missing. He paid me back evil for good. May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alive one male of all that belonged to him. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got down off her donkey and bowed before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, Pardon your servant, my Lord. Let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. And she brought all these gifts to David. And essentially what Abigail did for David is Abigail took a mirror to David. Now, they didn't have mirrors back in this day. Oh, my goodness. Well, we saw the mirror. (laughs) We'll put that down. Abigail brought a mirror to David. And what she did is said, David, remember who you are. I know, I know you're upset. I know you want to destroy Nabal and all the foolish men that work for him. But, but hear me out. Remember, I know who you are. You're the one who, who Samuel came to your dad's house. And he went through all of your brothers and said, nope, 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 nope. And then there was you, the youngest of all. And he said, Yes. This is someone who's after my own heart. Anoint him king. David, I've heard that you were the one, that you were the one who picked up the smooth stones. And when the the rest of Israel's army wouldn't even dare to step out with Goliath, you stepped up and you said, I will take on this man who defies the armies of the living God. I know who you are. And she held up this mirror to David. I said, David, don't do this. Don't commit this atrocity. This is not who God has called you to be. This is not living after, ladies, this is not living after God's heart. This is, ladies, one more time I have to ask you to leave. This is not living after God's heart. This is foolish. You're acting like a foolish man. Remember who you are and don't do this. How would David respond? David said to Abigail, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you had not come so quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. Then David accepted from her her hand and what she had brought from it and said, go home in peace. I've heard your words and granted your request. David heard what Abigail said. Abigail held up that mirror to David and she remembered her. She helped him remember who he was. Abigail, you're right. God did, he chose me. He saw my heart and the heart you're seeing right now is not the same heart that God saw. That was a heart that was chasing fully after God. This is a heart that seeks revenge. And David went back and he didn't destroy Nabal, but but he trusted God. And Nabal died a week later. 
And David got all that he and his men deserved. Why? Because he trusted God. Why did he trust God? Because there's a beautiful woman named Abigail who had the courage to step out to the anointed king who was in a fury ready to murder. And she went up there and she said, King, David, remember who you are. This is not what you're to do. So how does this story apply to us? I think you're either Abigail or David. Let me explain. Some of you are like David. David wasn't doing what God had created him to do. He wasn't acting like a human. He was acting like a robot. He was coming to seek revenge. Robots seek revenge. He was coming to take stuff into his own hands. Robots take stuff into his own hands. He didn't remember that he was created in God's image. And some of you are acting in a way that God has not created you to act. And I would think that you're a David in this story. There's others of you who are acting like God has created you to act. And it's your responsibility, I think, to do what Abigail did. Abigail went to someone who was not acting like God created them to. And she held up a mirror for that person. She said, remember who you are. Remember that you are God's. That you're created in his image to love, to be kind, to care, to do good, not to seek revenge. And so for you girls, maybe it's that you see one of your friends on Instagram and she's posting stuff that she shouldn't be posting. Hold a mirror up to her. That's not who you are. Maybe she's selling herself short, flirting around with guys that she shouldn't be flirting around with. Hold a mirror up to her. You're better than that. Don't do that. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. David needed to remember who he was. Some of you need to remember that. Abigail, it was her responsibility to remind David who she was. And so tonight, as we go about our day, or about this service, scattered around the room at the tables are baskets, and in those baskets are little mirrors. And what I want you guys to do is I want you to get up when I ask you to get up after my prayer and go grab a mirror. And then I want you to find your leader and they'll get up and they'll, they'll come to you as well. And I want you to say one word to them. That word is either going to be Abigail or David. If you say David, that means pray for me that I would remember who God has created me to be. If you say Abigail, leader, please pray that I would have the courage to go remind other people who they are. So I'm gonna pray. We're gonna worship. I'm gonna ask you to go grab a mirror and then ask your leader to pray for you. God, we're grateful for this evening, for Jesus. He's who our focus is on. And God, I ask that you would remind us who we are each and every day through the scriptures, through prayer, through our time together. We love you. It's in Christ's name that I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.